Why am I in such a good mood? This is great being on the show. It's so prestigious. Finally make my mother proud, get her off my back. I don't know, though, but she's impossible to please. I mean, she's always telling me my brother's better than me in this, and he's better than me in that. I don't even have a brother. <laughs> it's not a lot of warmth and affection between me and my mother. I asked her about it. I said to her, Mrs. Stoller, Welcome to The Gamut with Steve Belanger, the show that covers everything under the sun and then some. Here's our host, Steve Belanger. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 73 of The Gamut, featuring actor and writer Fred Stoller. You know Fred from a ton of TV guest starring roles he's had over the years. He was Ray's cousin on Everybody Loves Raymond. He worked at Monica's Restaurant on Friends. He's been on Scrubs, Wings, Veronica Mars, Coach, The Wizards of Waverly Place, so many others. And one of my favorites, he dated Elaine on an episode of Seinfeld. Speaking of that classic sitcom, he also worked as a writer on that show for a year, which he chronicled in his hit Kindle single, My Seinfeld Year. It's also part of his great book, Maybe We'll Have You Back, The Life of a perennial TV guest star. And guess what? Now he's joining us here in the podcast world with his new show, The Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller. Every week he talks with other great character actors about their unique take on their lives and showbiz. In a town like LA where everyone starts to look and sound the same after a while, this guy is truly one of the originals. Here's my chat with Fred Stoller. And here we go. Okay. All right, we are here in the turret of Hollywood. What do we call this? This is... Um, I don't know, but I'm self-conscious because I listen to your other shows and you go to Henry Winkler's big house. I, I, I've gone to ha Casa de, de Henry Winkler, yes. I get these weird, weird I, I had this date, single moms, where the kids go, you've been on a lot of TV, why do you live in an apartment, not a house? <laughs> and, and like I'm explaining to this woman's kid why I, there we got some crazy bus. I live right by where they do American Idol. Sometimes, it sounds like a bus. I don't know. This looks like the bus from the prison that's just letting out the convicts who just got out. It's nice. But, they're, they're all waving. But this woman, I, I got nasty. I go, look, your house is in foreclosure. You're not, <laughs> you know, you live in a house, but I'm paying the. Oh, I got all defensive. You, you, you mentioned that we're gonna get into the into the book but there's a scene in the book where you go on a date and the woman was like going over your IMDB credits that's a weird thing right where people there's no there's no sense of you know when Google first got big we wouldn't be so blatant that you Google someone a blind date or something yeah. now it's right out there in the open I think you I would be a bad do. dater now yeah you I would got, want to know everything there's no such thing as a blind dater unless her name is Susan Smith <laughs> I, I'd be sitting there going, I wonder if that fungus is gone. I hope oh she's okay. Oh, well, that, well, that's the problem with some of these podcasts is that I say things, the more revealing ones, <laughs> and then a woman goes, all right, now I'm listening to you on the mental illness happy hour. Now I'm listening to you on the uh, I confess every woman. And, uh, and it's almost that way of saying we're hanging out, Fred. Well, now you can say me and Steve were doing diamond push-ups the entire time we were talking. Yeah. We're not even out of breath. Uh, this is one I won't be so revealing, and they won't listen to it. Uh, 
Well, Fred has his shirt off right now and, and yeah. has the Richard Simmons shorts on. It's a little I, embarrassing. I actually bumped into him last week. <laughs> you, you guys are, are old friends now, right? It's uh, Hey, he made it to Instagram. So. He made it to... He, he beat me there. Richard Simmons beat me to Instagram. Oh, well, Son of a you, bitch. you may make it. We'll see. Fred Stoller uh, is one of those guys everybody knows. I think, uh, do, you, uh, do you get recognized a lot? You're, you're one of the classic, where do I know you from yes, guys, right? Yes, that's what I get. You know, if I talk, then they hear my voice. Like, ah, could you help me? You're someone, right? My, my, my thing is some people go, are you famous? And I want to go, well, you have to ask. if you have to ask, then I'm not famous. They go, excuse me, who are, or they're very polite, or usually they're not so polite. Who are you? Give me, give me, give me credits. <laughs> Why do I know you? They, they, I get, know? they get angry. Yeah. I've been with friends that are recognizable, and they come up and go, come on, who are you? Yeah, like, like you're hiding you? it, like it's a game show. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you're also, in, you know, I, uh, we said off air, I have two little kids. You are uh, the voice in Handy Mandy. In my, Rusty the Monkey Wrench. Yeah, Rusty the Wrench. Uh, you're Oswald. in my living room three hours a day. Oswald, you're also. I Steve the Tree. I did yeah. Penguins of Madagascar, the Squirrel. The, and Those... you have a very distinct voice. Thank you. I don't have much range, <laughs> except when it just cracked. They want me, they want me. Yeah. They, they, well, that's another great story in the book that yeah, you yeah. were doing. I auditioned uh, for Fred Stoller type and didn't get it. <laughs> oh, that one's good. Also, the when you were trying to go in and be a tough guy, they obviously cast you. I'm as, just as myself. A, as a misdirect, because you was a tough biker. Oh, know, no, an is, amen, yes. Is, 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 is the laugh. That's the bit. Yes. But you went in there trying to play it as a tough biker. Well, I was an idiot. I, 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 when I first started, you get you, this town preys on vulnerable people, and I used to be that. And I had an acting coach telling me, if I don't get coached before a gig, they'll write me out. And I didn't have the confidence to trust my feelings. So I played a biker, and I, amen. The joke is, I'm skinny. I'm not a biker. Uh, it's hard for them to imagine that. So she coached me to be tough biker, and it made no sense, and I almost got fired, but luckily I recovered. Now, uh, something about uh, the book, by the way, fantastic. Maybe we'll have you back. That's what it's called, yes. It's uh, somewhere in this computer between us, because I'm also an actor, and I have the, I have the one line I come in, hey, you know, hey, they need us down in Tennessee. Bang, and you know I'm a one act, one line guy. Right. So you do always hope to hear. Maybe we'll have you back. Yeah, but you're the guy. You, you went and wrote the fucking book. I already have in my hard drive. So I'm just going to toss that one out because you <coughs> right. actually have a successful career at it. Well, but yeah, it's just um, the desperation. My first job. I remember hearing all these guys talk. I'm the mailman. They always need mail, so I could be back or like guest star parts or like, hey, I'm the cousin or I'm the guy who ate the fruit salad. A diner always has fruit salad. I could be the guy who eats the fruit salad. Little did I know for my 25 years in Hollywood, I would be clutching any kind of hope into, hey, I'm the guy that delivered the gnomes. People always need gnomes, right? I'm I was the dermatologist. Back. People get yeah. psoriasis. It, it, it flares up. He'll come back. On the, on the uh, what's it called? On the nanny, I was the pharmacist. So anytime she had an ailment, I came back. Like pregnancy, she had rash, she had eczema. She had yeah, you couldn't come up with a throat spray to kind of get that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I worked with her four times, and I worked twice on the um, happily divorced, loveliest woman. But when you go to sleep at night, when you work there all day, you <laughs> it stays in your head when you try. Like I used to work in Coney Island on a ride, and the disco songs in the background would stay in my head. It burns in. Yeah, so her, her voice when you try to fall asleep. That's what I get with the Fred Stoller. I get the, the wrench because my kid watches The Handy Manny, and oh, now I hear, kid. you know, uh, what's it, Wilmer? 
Vilmoald de Rama, whatever. Yeah, Vilma yeah, yeah. Rama. I get his voice. I get your voice all playing in my head nonstop. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I wish okay. I could get residuals inside your head. Yeah. I got a sad contract. Uh, is my is my head not paying residuals anymore? Not, well, you know something? There's a story in my book. My mother's so gullible. And I have a toy. Uh, I, that's my... Uh, uh, trophy room with toys and stuff and uh, talking wrench and my mother goes how much you get paid <laughs> I said I got a, I get a nickel every time someone presses it and I talk that's not true is it no okay so because we have that at home what my kid has the the, the dancing tools and and that everything oh no no there's one just of there's the one just wrench. for you okay yeah so then the next day she calls she says you get the money I was pressing the, the button all day <laughs> No, I don't That's, know how so they, you just keep going to Toys R Us. You should make you a million dollars just hitting everything. Right. I guess with computers they could keep track of people pressing it, but <laughs> it doesn't work that Big way. Big Brother has this. They, they just, have just right. one payment. Here's why Fred Stoller is on the show. Uh, I think you're inspirational, my friend. Wow. It's true. But uh, we talked. We were talking about Dr. Drew. You were on Dr. Drew's shows recently. Dr. Drew has been on this show. He's a, he's a, the smartest guy in the world. Silver. You know, women yeah, just I drool did over show. him. He's He's bound for success. Like I'm sure you could, if you go back in a time machine, go back 20 years, you go, oh yeah, that guy's going to be a success. Henry Winkler. A lot of these guys are big. Uh, I was bound for living in a place with a <laughs> with a little green. The guy doesn't cut off the a uh, small apartment with a turret next to the prison drop off. Yeah. But uh, you know, no offense. Uh, when sure. you when you started. Well, you can. Well, yeah, I'm not Dr. Drew or Henry Winkler. I know that. I don't have this success. When you when you started out in comedy, there's a thing in your book that. Uh, when Ray Romano would come in, they would go, oh, you look like a healthier version of Fred Stoller. Yes, yes. He's, he wrote the forward. You're not, nice him. you're not a movie star. Well, you know, the thing is, I look more like his brother than Brad Garrett, and I played his cousin. The disparity is about, he made about $45 million and maybe made 20000 or something from the, being the cousin. So a little, a little difference between the cousin recurring and the regular. Uh, that's what my book's about. I've never been a regular, so you, it's like looking for home in show business and in life. I'm a foster kid that goes from show to show, hoping mm-hmm. one keeps me on. And you never... Uh you never have that sense of of a home of a home just, just handy manny only uh not how long was that for that was about four seasons but never on a sitcom never on a sitcom, sitcom. it's always that that clapping at the end with the you know the curtain call like oh please what's next i'm <laughs> clapping this is the end of my week please tell me i'm coming back or you have you liked me or i have the dog liked me or <laughs> And it could be the worst, shittiest show, like those tween... When your kids get older, they're going to watch these dumb Corey in the House shows. It go, it, TiVo will record those shows because it thinks, yes. you know, I have so many kids, I must want to watch Princess <laughs> Sweet Life oh, on those my, broad up shows. my ass or whatever. And I, I could be on some show where a dog pees on me <laughs> and I'm the middle-aged guy with a crown on my head and I hated it, but you still want them to go, we may have you back. <laughs> yeah. Could be the most degrading thing. That dog peed on you better than it has anybody that's ever been I, on it. The dog says, I did good, you want. <laughs> For so many reasons, you're not movie star handsome. Don't take that as an offense. Hey. I look in the mirror and I see the same ugly. Yeah. Um, you, and your mom once said, you, you I, I can't do Oh, she quote. said, you well, she. What's the quote about you? You're too depressed to do comedy? Well, she, when I quit college to be a comedian, she goes, you're too depressed to be a comedian. <laughs> it made no sense to her. And I could see how it did. And I was a depressed, withdrawn kid. And, but I, I, I went to a Pips, a comedy club in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So Richard Lewis and Bill, Billy Crystal, before they were famous, and my sister's older friend was saying, well, 
the way you make it get on a sitcom to be a character actor is you do your set at a comedy club you get on the tonight show then you get on a sitcom so thought i only had to do comedy twice <laughs> and, you know Which and is I exactly do- how it works yes and- i had only had to deal with my uh, shyness twice once the first time doing it then the tonight show then i could be on happy days or some fun show so that, that was the, the pad. How old are you at this point? 20 years old? 17. 17. You said, I'm going to do pips? No, no. I thought I... No, no. Then, I, was, then re- no, I was realistic. I thought the improv. The improv. Then, then you get discovered. Then I okay. do... I pictured being on The Tonight Show going, yeah, it's only my second time doing this. Hey. <laughs> that did not happen. So you were going... You, you weren't thinking, I'm going to be Bill Cosby. You were thinking, no, I'm going to exactly. be Ralph Mouth. Yeah, right. maybe that's yeah, 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 yeah. I had a shrink said you got to learn to think big. Yeah. Maybe that was my problem. Please, we should all have Ralph Mouth money. I mean, yeah, <laughs> something. But I don't even have Nancy that. Williams has a nice little, you know, Nancy Williams. Nancy Williams. Oh, I think said Nancy Williams. Nancy, Nancy, who's Nancy? Williams? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> Nancy I Williams am envious of her. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I never was a class clown or wanted to have comedy albums or do Carnegie Hall or be a philosopher. I just, it just seemed, I didn't know how, like we're talking about Happy Days, I saw, you know, Happy Days and uh, what's the other one? Um, Vernon Shirley. Her Partridge Family. And somehow I got in my head, the way you become an actor is you have to be a child actor. Your parents have to get you in. It's another thing to get mad at my mother. Gee, thanks a lot for messing me up. Or also not putting me in TV shows. You couldn't get me one goddamn Life Serial commercial? Yeah, so, yeah, you'd hear about Mason Reese, these child... So I had no idea how you became an actor. But what... So then by I gotta go back. I gotta go back. You're a kid in where? Jersey? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. What, what makes you look at the TV? You know, we all sat there. We were all the same generation raised by the TV. What made you think you should be inside of it? Well, I think... Um, <laughs> good question. <laughs> I just... I knew the real world wasn't for me. I was paralyzed with fear. I knew I was going to be an architect or... So you go you into know, the worst business for, for your ego. Then- no, I think what it was was when I'd see like weirdo nebbish character actors like a skinny guy like Jimmy Walker guys Ron Liebman um, Paul Sand so Grandpa Her- Al Lewis comes on the screen yeah oh, I can or, do that. or just weirdos like um, I again I, I saw Dog Day Afternoon the guy who chickens <laughs> out in the beginning the guy the I can't white do it bro. he's got the huge yes, blonde hair yeah, yes. he's in the movie for literally a minute that's, I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what I thought I could be <laughs> I, could, I, could, I just I would sit in up in my seat I'd always go if there was a guy with one scene i go, who's that guy? And I'd read the end of the credits, man by bus. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I thought, I, 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 uh, I just thought I could be that. Just, I just was attracted to, like, like in Car Wash, the white guy. <laughs> Remember him? You should, yeah. Yeah, the white guy that was, or in the, or in the white shadow. Salami? You wanted to be no, Salami? No, Goldstein, the Goldstein. Jewish. <laughs> like, they really have Jewish guys in the inner, in, uh, yeah, South Central on the basketball I team. I always wanted to be cool. See, maybe I was more delusional. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that, he was funny. Yeah. So I, I, I think I, I re- or even, even midnight. Okay, this is the weirdest Not thing. Express. No, midnight cowboy. Oh, midnight, or, oh. or do you remember a movie called uh, The Last Picture Show? Uh, of course, uh, Peter Bogdanovich, yes. Sybil Shepherd. So there was a this. So you know how people emulate who they want to be. I want to be Fonzie. I want to be <laughs> the tough guy. There was a guy, a mentally challenged, uh, deaf mute, who swept and then had his hair, hair, and he would sweep, and then he got hit by a truck. So I would lie on the floor pretending I got hit by a truck, 
or I would pretend I was Ratso Rizzo, you know, like going to Florida. So those are the ones I, I thought I could be that guy. That's like me, these weird kind of, like, did you ever see the Dirty Dozen? Yeah. All these macho guys, I pretended I was Donald Sutherland, the goofy, skinny guy. So I think I just just had a kinship with these misfit characters I'd see on uh, TV. So if you grew up maybe a decade and a half later, you would want to be like the corpse at the beginning of Law and Order, right? <laughs> Look at that guy. Hey, he got stabbed by a hooker. You know something? I could do that. They don't have those nebbishy parts. Now they're nerds who are like math geniuses and stuff. But yeah, yeah you know, I always say I was in the wrong era because um, I'd watch these shows like uh, Barney Miller or, um, for example... This guy, uh, Jack Riley, who was on... Um, the Bob Newhart Yes, show. those are the ones I thought I could be like, yes. I love Jack Riley. Yes, yes, he was He's like... He's still around. You know, I see him three times a week. There's a... there's a uh, Paul Mazursky, there's a group of us that have coffee Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the farmer's market, and, and Jack is there. And so I... I, I I was from the era of, like, Barney Miller, and now we, they don't have network shows like Mary Tyler Moore, which stars not great-looking middle-aged men. Now, yeah. it's like, always sunny in Philadelphia, a tattoo, spiky hair, good-looking. You, so, you're either great-looking or the other end of the spectrum. Right. So I think I grew up, like I said, watching weird people on uh, character actors. Like mm. I said, Barney Miller, um, yeah, that whole, all those The whole shows. cast on Barney Miller. Yes, yeah, so those are the ones today. I like. You, yes. you wouldn't see them on network TV. No, so th that's what I grew up watching, or or the weirdos, like I said, on Bob Newhart in the therapy session. So that's where I guess I said I could, maybe I could be that, but I didn't know how you did it. So I put that thought aside until I went to a comedy club and someone told me, that's how weirdos like me, like Jimmy Walker, got discovered by doing your act. Did they say that to you? That here's how weirdos like you... No, no, but um, someone said Jimmy Walker, Freddie Prince, they did their act at the Improv, got on The Tonight Show, and then you get a TV show. So they said, that's how you do it. You know? Um, it's like, to you know, you, you just pursue things. You have to see a path. I didn't know the path to being a character actor, and that's what it was. Now, uh, this is why you're an inspiration. It's the perseverance... Like, like you said, not you've been doing this for how twenty five years? Oh, longer. I started in, um, I mean, stand up or acting? Uh, showbiz. Uh, well, I had a full start in seventy six, but then I passed auditions at the Improv. And, no, I started full start in seventy five, then did it at seventy eight. I mean, that's a good long career for not having stability of more than like two weeks at any given time. I right? had Maybe four Andy weeks in a four weeks a row. No, no, I've been back to shows, but I mean a regular. But, like, like, even Everybody Loves Raymond, you know that's a nice paycheck, but they, they don't say we're going to have oh, you no, back no. for three, it was three a episodes. Guess, it wasn't a great paycheck. It's better than telemarketing, or maybe <laughs> it's not. Uh, maybe if there's anything you need me to sell on men's health. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah not the money you make being a regular, but it's not awful. But, no, no, I, I, I've had some, let me see, on uh, Wizards of Waverly, place I did that four weeks in a row. Okay. So my, I had an arc. An arc. <laughs> I don't get lots of arcs being a weirdo. You know, it's, that's a funny show to have an arc on. Yeah. The Wizards of Waverly yeah, Place. That was fun. You weren't one of the others on Lost. I was the. No, the, exactly. The, were you a. Uh, I was a demon. I was a, a nebbishy, oh. a nebbishy bellhop that is a, actually the demon of darkness, but he's disguised as me, a nebbishy bellhop. It's a nice arc. I liked it. Um, and has there ever been a point? That you just you didn't think you could keep going. 
Uh, well, besides this morning. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my analogy is a circus came to town, and I'm in it for life. Because still, when I was a, a kid, paralyzed with fear, I still have no skills for the real world. And I mean, look, like I, I've, yes, well, no, different facets. There was a time when I said I can't keep going being a stand-up comic on the road. I got burnt in, out too, as you read in my book comedy condos where you oh. draw, you take an airport the cook is supposed to pick you up at the airport he forgets to pick you up and you and another comic is on the couch and you have to do an hour and it's depressing i got burnt out to hanging out at comedy clubs you get half price on the chicken fingers yes, the and left all. side of yeah. the menu been there and then <laughs> and I you got, gotta sit at a little table in the kitchen with the waitresses banging your chair as you walk by as you get older you know my goal as i get older is to not do things that make me miserable. And we have all of our things. Except so, for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to learn. You know, it's something, this this is pleasant. But as you learn lessons, like when you do favors, like, all right, from now I'm going to have to ask, where is this thing? All right. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, how long is it? Um, do me a favor. Be in my web thing. Oh, uh, I'm the nebbishy middle-aged guy everyone laughs at because no one would want to screw me. So you learn each time to ask a different question for next time. But, yeah, so I, I get to a point where I go, yeah, with stand-up, I can't do things. Even with acting, I can't go on cattle call auditions to play nebbish plumber number three for people I've done that before. So answering a question not... Yes, you know, th th that's why I have an apartment, not a house, uh, you single moms with kids judging me. <laughs> because so I, can just, I can just, uh, yeah, uh, well, and, you know, do things that I love. Like we say, uh, they say, follow your bliss. Like I loved writing the book because the book was finally expressing myself rather than fitting into other people's puzzles. Like uh, Fred, you know, like oh, I, I've gotten, I got voiceover. Not only have I auditioned for Fred Stoller types and, and twice not gotten it, but I've gotten parts where they go, we love what you do, but could you lose the Jewish New York accent and, and not be so low energy? Then why did you love what I did? Or so this, it feels really great telling my story. So answering your question, you get to a thing where it's scary because once you cross a path where you can't do anything, like walked out of an audition that was arduous, it's liberating but scary because once I cross that line and I can't take that shit anymore, yeah. what's going to happen, Fred? You better be able to back this up with, yeah. you know, real life's going to bite you. You know what I mean? But you now, uh, let's, let's get into the writing career. Uh, I discovered Fred Stoller. I, I, know, I know I am a pop culture guy, so every time I would see Fred Stoller, that's the guy... That was Monica's boss on Friends. That's uh -huh. the guy. Oh, that's the voice. I, you know, I figured it out. And then I saw the book. Was it, when did my Seinfeld year come out? I think it was the beginning of 2011. It was on a Kindle single at first. And it was, uh, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I don't know him. But, you know, I know of that guy. And I was a big Seinfeld guy. I'm like, this is, this is something I want to read. And it was an amazing look behind the scenes at Seinfeld. Uh -huh, thank you. I just feel like for as big as that show was, you don't know that much about it. And here was a great look, very oh, well written, you. by you who stumbled onto writing on Seinfeld for a season. And I'm, I'm when I started reading, I'm like, this can't be right. This, and I'm like, well, what didn't you think was right? Just you have a great writing style. It's your voice, which is great. You, your your voice comes through in your writing perfectly. Thank you. And the way you went through it is like, you know, you were doing this, and, and so you, you you hadn't been on a writing staff. 
No, I fell into it. And I've been, you know, I, I've been trying to do that. I'm on the outskirts <laughs> of showbiz in pretty much every aspect. Uh, so I'm like, I know how hard it is to get on a writing staff. I'm like, wait, this guy just got a job on Seinfeld? Not even like at the beginning where you looked into it. It, it was already deep in its run. Yes. And they bring you on to write. It wasn't. A, it didn't sound like a great experience, but it was a fascinating. It wasn't read. awful, but it was dizzying, isolating, puzzling, not good for self-esteem. <laughs> but still, to be part of TV history, I knew just to see my name on a Seinfeld script written by and to be around it. But it's it's like other shows or like like what's a uh, Dick Van Dyke you, oh. they sit around the table and laugh on the Dick Van I mean the show within the show yeah. it wasn't like a, and I, I talk about in my book I don't know if I would do too well because some shows you sit around the table with aggressive it's 20 guys in our room all throwing out jokes yeah and they're pushy and loud and I would just withdraw so it's one extreme or the other you got that's almost every room that I, yeah. as far as I know of. The, the, right. the Seinfeld thing sounded like the antithesis. You're just, just you're by on your own and just trying to track down Jerry and Larry to pitch ideas <laughs> to. And it's like that. It's like the scene in Spinal Tap where they're lost and you're on the, you know, you can't, you can't find the stage. Like, where are they? And I'm walking on the set. Maybe they're in the editing room because you can't do anything till everything is approved. Now, so that was great. And then at what point? Were you thinking of writing this book about your, your acting career? No, actually, it was almost in verse. Where, oh. Uh, years ago, I had the idea for the book called Maybe We'll Have You Back. Okay. You know, The Life of a Perennial TV Guest Star, and that was a chapter in it. And again, I, I, tr- I didn't have luck getting a literary agent. They said things like, you know, um, this is good. We wish it was from a bigger star. <laughs> I thought, that's the idea. That, oh, oh, if it was, it's not that book. Well, one said, we wish there was more sex. I said, me too. <laughs> I, I, I wish I, was, I could lie and say things about sex. Well, then I, later on I had sex with Kathy Griffin, and that became a thing in the book. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, but so I, I... Just I, go I, read that chapter. It's very uh, interesting. So then I, I, I just... I got kind of depressed trying to... Because when you get rejected with acting parts, it's not so personal. But with a book that's your life, I said, ah, screw this. Maybe one day I really will be famous and they'll want to read my memoirs. That hasn't happened. <laughs> but then I, I kind of read this, looked through the book. It was sitting on my computer. And I, I, now the technology's changed where you could send a PDF. Mm-hmm. My friend said, this is good. I go, yeah, but it's old shows. No, I still think it's good. So a friend of mine said, you know, if anything, I know someone who edits Kindle singles. I said, what's that? And it turned out it's this thing that's really big now. Mm-hmm. That's They describe it more than a magazine article, less than a book. You were one of the early ones Yeah. when it first came out. So I sent him the PDF. He said, this is funny and sad and good, but how can this be a single? I said, let me think about it. And I always had the idea, you know, my favorite year, you know, that movie? Absolutely love it. This was not that, but what it was like being on the biggest show in TV. So I kind of, sorry for the cars, I live on a corner. Um, I uh, was a carjacking, the guy guy finally got his (laughs) prison jumpsuit off and he got himself a Mazda. All right, (laughs) put on the news. Um, And then I I, I updated it with uh, stuff we were talking about. The, the single opens with being on the set of Wizards of Waverly Place and I'm wearing like the wings <laughs> and, and I'm giving this kid advice. 
Someone said, didn't you write on Seinfeld? Like, what happened to you? Why are you this middle-aged guy with a P.B. Herman bellhop thing on? And then, um, you know, I edited it, and it, it did really well. So then, so then that helped me because it did so well get a literary agent and helped to eventually uh, get a publisher. It's, so it, it, it went the opposite, yeah. It, well, you know what it's like? It's like having an album and a single does well and you always had the album and yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the... But you, you say, oh, it's old shows. But when you look at the cover, you have all the, the stickers yeah. and the logo. It shows that are... If I flip through... That's the, why... If I turn on the TV now... You could find well, that's half a dozen why that's, shows you're on. It was encouraging because my friend said, no, these shows are still on. And people just, I didn't know I was part of the golden age of uh, sitcoms. Because back then you could really make a mark because sitcoms were on prime time. Now it's fractioned off to all these little... You play Monica's boss on Friends. The next yeah. day, you, people are going to recognize you because 20 million people saw you. So I don't know about that, but it, it lives on. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, Seinfeld, Raymond, Scrubs. Um, Those shows were doing 20, 25 million a night. Oh, yeah. And like I said, some of them are still in... I didn't know The Nanny was so big. The Nanny is on, it's on you know, every night because we, we watch Friends at 11 o'clock on Nick and The Nanny is always on. But, you know, um, old people like it, young people, and my niece likes it. So, so many people, lo- I didn't know, love The Nanny. I think it's there, you know, we would, I'd sit down and watch three hours of Barney Miller. It, it's whatever generation yeah. you kind of grew up that was on in the early I mean, that, 90s and people on. you know that's I think the appeal of um, what's it called um, oh TV land yes, yes. it's yes. like comfort food yes. it, our generation that we don't you know they don't have the sitcoms people come up to me they go I miss those things Free like the camera, nanny those sweet laugh yeah, it doesn't kind of work because, like, even the ones now, like How I Met Your Mother, they're kind of snarky and, yeah, with good-looking people. It's not that kind of goofy just thing. The stuff that we were used to. Yes. It's TV comfort food. Yes. You nailed it. Yes. Uh, here, here's my pitch. The Fred Stoller Show. No, I'd rather not. Solid gold. Solid. <laughs> it's not like I've turned it down. You, or it's, yeah. You with a hot wife, two little kids. An in-law probably living with you, a dog that pees on you, and a and a and a, a, a demon played by a Nebishi guy yeah. who used to work for Men's Health. I'm just saying. We'll, well throw that out there. You know, uh, <laughs> I think this is what's going to make it happen. <laughs> this is this is the, the thing that's finally going to push you it. over. No one the had the idea until you came up with it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, all right, the book is maybe we'll have you back. The life of a perennial TV guest star. TV guest star. Amazon on everything. It's everywhere. It's very funny. If you like TV, even just a little bit, uh, pick it up for a great. Or you want to hear dirt about Kathy Griffin? Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> Fred Stoller sleeping with Kathy Griffin. Uh, your imaginary basketball league. There's just too many things in there. Uh, the uh, Matt LeBlanc story, as an actor, that that, that warms the the cockles. To tell it real quick, he was on a big show that I remember in the '90s. He was like when Fox first started. Oh, the Vinny and Bobby. Vinny and Bobby. Wow, you dude know your stuff. I know my shit. This, he was gonna be, you know, the next it, thing. It, it, he was it, a, an Italian, good-looking Italian. It was guy. a spin-off of a spin-off of Married, Married with Children. Children. And he was going to be the next big thing. And you guessed it on his show, and he would rib you. Were yes. you a regular on it? Actually, I did five episodes, so not quite a regular. But the, the thing is, at the rap party, they said, you know, if the show comes back, you're going to be a regular. And before I could answer, they said, you know, it's not coming not back. Not coming back. Yes. But this is pre-Friends, and I love yes, it. You, you circle around like a year later. 
you're at, you know, another insurance commercial audition <laughs> and in the room and in the He's corner there. is Matt LeBlanc reading the same lines. I mean, that's right. how funny showbiz is. Oh, and then yeah. a year later, he's the biggest thing in the world. Absolutely. And you're the second biggest thing here in the Tarot Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been on this, has he? Uh, no. All right. Hey there, Matt. Nice. Read the book. Read the Kindle single. And uh, we didn't even talk about it. We're out of time. But the Fred and Vinny movie. Have you seen that? I have seen the Fred and Vinny. Go to Netflix right now. Watch Fred and Vinny. Uh, very heartwarming. Thank nice you. Nice little indie movie. Thank you. I, wa- I watch every movie, and I'm always disappointed. I sat there, watched Fred and Vinny. I'm, I'm smiling for an hour oh, and a half. Wow. It made me happy. So thank you for that. Everybody who's listening should uh, check out the net. You got Netflix for Arrested Development. Now go, go flip through the movies yeah. and, and watch uh, Fred Stowers, Fred and Vinny. It's free if you have Netflix. Exactly. Or on Amazon, like 11 bucks. And, and like the toy, every time you click it on Netflix, you get a nickel, right? I, uh, I get... Uh, Something. Hottish or whatever, some Yiddish word. I, couldn't, um, I wasn't on whose line is it anyway. I'm not, <laughs> I can't say I'm quick. <laughs> but you're Fred, which we love. Thank you so much. Fred, thanks for being on the show. Very pleasant. And uh, now I can uh, not have to worry about waking up early for this. (laughs) This was tomorrow, 6 in the morning. (laughs) I'm glad we were able to work it into your your, your busy schedule here on the TARP. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week, everybody. I really want to thank Fred Stoller for joining me today. You can follow him on Twitter at Fred underscore Stoller. And don't forget, listen to his new podcast, The Mild Adventures of Fred Stoller, over at allthingscomedy.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you right back here next week on The Gamut. <laughs>